Welcome back, friends. You are listening to Parenting for the Culture on the Black Love Podcast Network, and I am your host, Sheree Sims, wife to Professor Hiram Sims. Ha <laughs> ha, I talked about him first. Some of y'all be wondering if I'm married or not. I am married 14 and a half years to Professor Hiram Sims and Los Angeles Library Commissioner. We have six beautiful children together. They are ages 13, 11, 10, 7, and now twin five-year-olds. They have turned five. And my daughter told me that she is not a little anymore. We used to refer to them as the littles. And when her sister said, Mom, do you want me to help with the littles? She turned to us and let all of us know that she is not a little anymore. And we were like, what do we call you then? (laughs) She was like, you can call me Tilly. And I was like, I I will not. (laughs) But that's for another day, another time. So yeah, as always, I like to start with the peak and pit of my day. It's something that I do with my family that allows us just kind of an open conversation into what's happening in your life. It is easier than how are you? Because how are you sometimes is too much of an open-ended question or how was your day is too open and you'll get a very broad answer like it was good. So asking the peak and the pit really allows us to hear like what was the best part and the worst part and allows us to be a little more inside of their day and allows them to be more in our day so that we can all just connect a little bit more. And I'm really excited because a few of you have reached out and let me know that you are implementing peak and pit of your day into your routine. And I love it. I love to hear it. Um, and I love to know that more of us are doing that together because I think that it is an awesome thing. So if you're not doing it yet, implement it with your family. It's a great way to connect with everyone in the household. And the peak of my day today is I'm still on high from last night. So we are end of the year. We had my children had their end of the year, what they call the Realm Fest, which was like a concert. And so one of my daughters performed a solo on the piano. And y'all, I was so proud of her. She got up on that stage by herself, just her and this piano in front of hundreds of people and played the piano. And she just learned how to play the piano this year. And she is someone who's kind of like a perfectionist. And so she doesn't like to do a lot of things in front of people unless she feels like it's really impressive. So the fact that she went up there and she did it and she did blow us away, she was phenomenal. I was just so proud of her. My other daughter got up there and y'all, she was Rihanna. (laughs) She was up there singing. She got a rock band. Her whole band did amazing. And she is living my dream life up there with a rock band, singing her heart out. And she sounds so good. And more than just being talented with like being able to sing, I was so proud of her for being up there and her stage presence. Like they all had a performance mid-year, right? Those holiday performances. And I remember she went up there mid-year and she was still wearing her mask at that time. And if you watched a video of her three, four months ago singing on stage, like with no sound, you would not have known she was doing anything. You would have just thought this girl was like standing on stage in front of a mic. And if you watched a video from her last night on mute, she was out there performing. She was working the stage. She grabbed her mic. She was doing all the things. So to watch that growth is just so much fun. Her teachers have been amazing in supporting her. I love people that really focus on the whole child, right? Like not just the gift, not just the talent, but also the confidence, the security, the 
courage to try something new and to do different things. So I really loved watching my children do that. My other daughter signed up to be in the show. She did not do the show. But let me tell you, last time, she did not even sign up for the show. So y'all, we halfway there. That is progress. And I am proud of her too. I am just really proud of all my children and proud to be their mommy. So that is the peak of my day. I am so high on that peak that I have no pits. It's just a good day today. And it's it's only 1230. So <laughs> over here where I'm recording, it's still midday. And so far, it's been a great day. And I hope to hold on to this for the rest of the day and just have a great day today. I'm claiming it. And today, along with end of year celebrations and concerts, I want to talk to you guys about this transition into summer life. We have already started to transition. The weather has started to change. The sun has decided that it wants to be out and awake longer, telling our kids that they can be up later. And we're gearing up and getting ready. And I know that sometimes this this time, it can be exciting. I think most of us are kind of excited for summer. <laughs> and some of us are really scared for summer because the schedules are changing and our kids are going to be with us a lot more. And we're going to be spending a lot more money on food because I don't know on these breaks, they be eating a lot of food. <laughs> So the first thing I want to suggest is that you plan to have like a reset week. And if you don't have a week in between school and summer camps or whatever it is, try to have a reset day or a weekend, like as much of a reset time that you can have, try to claim that. And by a reset time, I mean a time where there is no plans, nothing to do, nowhere that you have to be just time that you can really honor the space and time and connection with each other as a family, right? This is not a time that you have to be stressed out trying to get anyone dressed to get anywhere on time. This is not a time that you have to be stressed out about brushing teeth to get anybody to bed on time. This is literally just a time that you get to be human and feel what you want to feel and dance where you want to dance and play some board games together and cozy up on a couch and watch some movies together and really just connect with each other on a personal level. Not a I'm the parent and I'm the authority and you're the child and you better listen, but just like I'm a person and you're a person and I want to get to know you as a person and I want to hear how your year went as a person. Because a lot of times, like, we forget that this summer transition actually starts to happen several weeks before school is even out. So I want to share with you a little bit about, like, where your child might be at at this point in time. And you've probably even seen it. You might have some mornings like me where your child is now all of a sudden, like, hating school and not wanting to go to school. And they seem to, like, be done and over school. And some of that actually comes from, like, what school is actually feeling like in these final weeks. Regardless of what grade your child is in, these final weeks look like teachers wrapping up test scores and grading papers and gathering all the work and getting ready to send everything home and clear their classrooms. So your teachers are on a totally different energy level. They have been working all year and they are tired and they are ready for their summer break. And their summer break only comes when all of our kids are out their classroom and their classrooms are cleaned up emptied out and ready for the next semester. And in order to do that, they got to get rid of all of our kids stuff. And you believe that these teachers have got a whole goodwill in their classroom at the moment. They have shoes 
and socks and jackets and lunch boxes that have been accumulating throughout the year. So your teachers are not just teaching at the moment. <laughs> they are not just planning curriculum and teaching. They are planning curriculum, they are teaching, and they are also going through a year's worth of things that have been left behind, a year's worth of projects that are there that they have to take off the walls and put on boxes to send home. So your teachers are probably at a different energy level than than their students, your children are used to meeting every day and your children feed off of that. Like energy is transferable. So the actual energy in the classroom is shifting and is very different. And also children are getting ready for their last open houses. They are getting ready for their graduation and end of the year ceremonies. They are having their end of the year activities. I know that there are children who have like end of the year softball games against faculty They have end of the year like Olympics that they're doing. They have end of the year parties and performances. And so all of these things that are just kind of back to back. And that's the focus in school. And for some kids, this can be exciting. It can feel really exciting and fun and stimulating to have all these end of the year activities and games and things going on. And for some children, it can feel really stressful. You've got all of these upcoming things going on. Maybe you have children that don't like to be on stage. They don't want to perform. So for weeks when they're practicing for their performance, they're stressed out because they don't even want to do this thing and they have to focus on it for weeks. And for some children, it might be a blend of both. It might be exciting and stressful. So this reset week that I talked about taking at the end of school is to reset from all of that. Like they have already transitioned into a period where it is no longer just your daily regular routine and schedule. And they have had all of these like highs and stimulating things going on and high energy things going on back to back. So give yourself because you also as the parent have probably been having to rearrange your schedule for end of the year open houses and performances and graduations. And if you have multiple children like me, you are doing it times however many children you have. So you're probably going to different schools and doing this. So give yourselves a week to just reset in terms of how you felt about the school year, how you feel about all the running around, and just give yourselves nothing to do and connect with each other. And during this time, ask your child what were what was the peak and pit of their school year, right? You could take it back and ask them what they really loved about it So in this reset week, give yourselves a chance to just connect with each other. Let them come down off of that end of your high or end of your stress. Give yourself a chance to kind of come down and calm down from these end of year highs and end of your stress and end of your go, go, go. Take a moment to like look through all the things that were sent home. Take a moment to look through them and talk about the projects that they did and really connect and show them how interested you are in their schooling, how proud you are of what they're doing. And this is actually going to set you up for a successful next year also. When you take the time to sit down and actually look through their projects and like be really into it, if your teachers have something like my teachers do where they have an e-portfolio or some type of app where they're sharing pictures and videos of your children throughout the year, During this reset week, sit down and have like a movie night where you watch different pictures and videos of them during the school year. This is partly to, again, help you transition from school year to summer. It also gives you that opportunity to connect with your child during parts of their day that they're not sharing with you because you guys are in separate spaces. It also connects you to their school. It helps with that home to school connection so that your child feels safe at school 
wants to go to school. One of the great benefits of being a parent who at least acts like you're very invested in their schooling and what they're doing there in the day and acting like you're really interested in what's happening at school is it makes them more excited about going to school because it says, oh, my parent thinks school is like a really cool thing and they really want to know what happens there. Oh, they wish they could be there during the day with me. That will make them want to be there more, right? It makes it become this fun thing. Like, no, I don't just want to watch Guardians of the Galaxy. I want to watch what happens at school when you're there, right? So this, again, is going to set you up for next year as well. But it also helps you with that transition from school to summer while building that personal connection with you two just as people. Like, I want to get to know you as a student. And it's really great because it does allow you to get to know your child in a different dynamic than how you know them at home. Black Beyond Measure honors and elevates Black creators, artists, entrepreneurs, and others in the Black community. Target holds the community front and center, supporting their products, ambitions, and efforts, and people behind them, encouraging them to thrive. We all know that parenting can be stressful, but that's why it's important to find these moments to embrace the soft life and find that inner glow. We are our children's greatest teachers, And taking care of ourselves also teaches them how to take care of themselves. Finding time to slow down is important, and it can look different for everyone. Maybe for your family, it's a puzzle you all do around the dinner table. It can be as simple as a group walk around the neighborhood. For my family of eight, it's going to our library of poetry and letting everyone enjoy a little moment by themselves. For me, I like a cup of iced coffee in our library office. Showing my children that mommy needs a quiet moment empowers them to take moments for themselves and feed their inner glow. And when our inner glow is fed, we can show up for others. I love how the podcast has become a resource for others on their parenting journey and has built an amazing community for all of us seeking to better raise these tiny humans. Raising the best humans is all we aspire for as parents, with the hope that they'll go out and do good in the community. And our friends at Target understand what it means to invest, uplift, and celebrate community. Learn more at target.com forward slash black beyond measure. I know a lot of us have that whole like, you hear something from their teacher and you're like, really, I never see that at home, whether good or bad. But your child does have a different dynamic. Like, you know them as your son or as your daughter, but at school, they're a student. They're a friend. They're a learner. They maybe are a leader, right? So it allows you windows into getting to know a different side of your child, which helps you in your parenting because now you know different parts of them and you'll start to recognize these different parts in different spaces and be able to show up for them in the way that they need, in the way that they learn, which is going to help both of you in your relationship and just as individuals who are, you know, growing up and getting better. Another thing you want to do during this reset week is like talk about what the summer is going to look like. So same way in the past, we've talked about preparing your child for what things are going to look like. During this week, you can start to introduce what summer is going to look like, whether or not they're going to be in camps, if they're going to be home all day, what is that going to look like? You do not want to leave that up to fate. (laughs) If your children are about to be home all summer, I would encourage that you develop some type of schedule or routine, 
even if that is a loose schedule or routine that just looks like in the morning we're having breakfast, then you guys are going to spend some time playing outside. Then you guys get this much time for screen time. Whatever that's going to look like, that's up for you to decide if you are having them home all summer. But if they're going to be in camps or you guys are doing different trips together, kind of talk about what that's going to look like, what those hours are going to look like who they're going to be meeting there. Even if you don't personally know who they're meeting there, you can talk about like you will have one camp counselor who's going to be your person who's going to take care of you. You're going to have about 12 friends in your camp class or however many there are. And these are also things when you're looking at camp, ask the camp about it. Ask them how many counselors are here, how many teachers are in the classroom, how many kids are here, what are their ages, what's the schedule, These are things that you're most definitely allowed to ask your camp so that you have the information to share with your child. Um, And also during this reset week, you can create a summer bucket list with your child. I personally love summertime. I love the weather. I love being able to spend a lot of time at beaches and at pools. But I also love the amount of free resources that there are out there. During summer is that time, at least in California and in L.A., Every park is doing like these summer movie nights where they have the drive-in movies or the big screens where you can come and picnic and watch a movie. A lot of colleges are doing these like summer concerts um, or summer outdoor plays that are amazing. So check out all these free summer resources and see which ones your children may be interested in and make a bucket list. And throw in there the stuff that you want also. I know last summer, Loyola Marymount University had these summer outdoor Shakespearean play experiences for people. And Shakespeare was something that like one of my kids was super interested in it. And the rest of them were like, I don't want to go to a Shakespeare play outdoors. That sounds horrible. (laughs) But I wanted to go. So I put it on the list. And I think that I have shared with you guys before that for me, One of my things is like, you don't even have to like everything that we do. If you don't like it, then you get an opportunity to know yourself a little bit better because you know what you do and don't like, but you're going to try it, right? So I like to address summer with that attitude as well, because I don't love to always put myself on the total back burner where I don't get to do any of the things I enjoy. And I do honestly, truly believe that it's important for children to have opportunities to find out what they like, what they love, what they don't like, and what they hate, because it helps them better live their life when they're an adult and have full control over what they choose and don't choose. And it also introduces them to the idea of like trying new things. They don't have to be afraid of not liking something. They can try it. And if they don't like it, they don't have to do it again. It's that simple. Or they can try it again in a few years. So another thing when we're looking to plan our summer is if you can afford to, and by afford, I mean whether financially or time-wise, if you can afford to, I encourage you to find these camps that are kind of a few weeks at a time. So you might find a STEM camp that's only two weeks long. Now there's an upside and a downside to this, and I'll share both just so that you have all the information you need to make the decisions that are best for you and your family. The upside is that you have the opportunity to try several things over summer. You have the opportunity to introduce your child to several different experiences, subject matters, 
opportunities where they can find different things about themselves that they like, don't like, different gifts and strengths, different weaknesses, right? All of which help you to just be a better person. This is the time where you might find out you had a child that was super artistic and it turns out that they're really, really into STEM and they might not have had the opportunity to find out without this two-week camp. It also gives you the opportunity to extend or switch up anything that you're trying. So maybe you have a child that is super introverted, but you just want to see if maybe they'll be a little bit more social. So you put them in a theater camp. The theater camp is only two weeks. They're either going to love it or hate it, right? Now you have the opportunity to choose something different or to sign up for the next session of that camp. The downside to this is if you have a child who is a little slower to warm in certain situations, two weeks is not going to be enough time. If you have a child that really needs time to get to make connections with people in a space, time to get familiar with a space, then I would not encourage you to do this switch it up every two to three weeks type of camp. I would find them a solid camp that runs throughout the summer because they're going to need those two weeks to get acclimated so that they can enjoy the rest of their time there. And if you're switching it up every few weeks, you are going to stress your child out to no end. You might slightly traumatize them this summer (laughs) and they are going to slightly traumatize you in return because you are going to bring home a stressed home kid every night. They are going to be wondering what's happening tomorrow, what's happening next week if this keeps switching. So this is an area where you really want to know your child. And unfortunately, maybe this is the summer that you get to know your child. Like maybe this is the summer that you find out that you need something more long term for them. And it's never too late to like switch it up and figure out what works for them. So moving into like talking about camps that are a little bit more long term, One thing for me as a parent that I don't love about the idea of camp is the fact that you can't really feel it out. Like when you are sending your child to school or daycare, you have the opportunity to go and check it out. (laughs) There's some type of like tour that you can take. You kind of get a feel for the vibes of the school. You get to meet some of the staff and teachers. Unfortunately, with camp, this doesn't always happen. It's more like we see a flyer and hear about it, and we pay the money, and then we take them on day one, and bam, they're there. (laughs) And so for me personally, one thing that I love to do when it comes to camp is choose camps that I have some kind of personal connection to. A camp that was recommended to me by a teacher in their school, or by a parent that I know, or hearing that their friend is going to a certain camp. And another thing that I love to do, I kind of have an easy you know, package because I have the siblings. If I'm sending them to camp, oftentimes my children are going with the siblings. So they have a friend. So I know that they have at least one connection. But if I had only one child or children who are in totally different age groups, I would definitely try to get a parent's number in your class. Like if you are not already connected to other parent friends that have children in your city around the same age as your children, I would use these last few weeks of school to try to grab a parent's number, make a connection with the parent and say, if you can send your child to one of these camps, either because you heard great things about it personally from someone that you know and trust or with people that you know and trust. So even if you really don't know a lot about a camp, but it looks great to you 
and you can find a cousin or a friend or a classmate to hook your child up with and send them with, it's going to make summer easier because they already have a connection to the space that they're going, even when they don't know the teachers or the space that well. You can say like, oh, your friend so-and-so is going to be there. And that might get them a little bit more excited to go. And we'll at least have them feeling safer when they get there because they're going to know at least one person there. So we talked about our reset week. We talked about prepping for the come down and the calm down of our last days of school. We talked about a little bit about like how to pick a camp for the summer or summer activities and building your summer bucket list. And I really, really want to talk to you guys about routine versus schedule. So I think this is one of the biggest things that happen with summertime is we are used to coming from a very structured schedule during the school year. We know we have to wake up at a certain time because we got to get to school at a certain time. At school, they have a very structured schedule of what their school days look like. And then they get picked up from school and they have some type of after school structure slash bedtime structure that takes us into the next day, right? Summer, we get a little bit looser with our schedule. So it doesn't matter if brushing your teeth is at 6.30 a.m. or 9.30 a.m. Still start your morning with brushing your teeth. Then move into breakfast or whatever your routine is. For me, I'll use me as an example. But for us, our routine is waking up, brushing teeth, getting dressed, having breakfast, and then leaving out the door. Whether or not your children are home or in camp, for me, that is still going to be my routine. My routine will still be not on a schedule. We are not setting alarms if we don't have to. If we have camp, we're still setting alarms, but the alarm might be for a different time depending on what time camp starts. But again, we're doing the same routine. And if my kids are home all day during summer, which I don't plan for them to be home all day, but if your kids are home all day, same thing. If we are doing a routine, we are still going to wake up, brush teeth, get dressed, have breakfast, head out the house so that my children, myself, especially my younger children have some kind of expectation for what their days are going to look like, which is going to lower stress, anxiety, behavioral challenges, uh, your children's willingness to cooperate with you. So it's going to make your days a little bit easier. And then same thing with your evening routine, right? And for me, there are summer nights where, like I said, I love all of the summer events that happen. So I already know UCLA has first Thursdays on summer, which is where they have a big, like, they'll have outdoor games where they have, you know, giant tic-tac-toe or hula hoops or ski ball or whatever, right? They have like a huge section that has a bunch of games and snacks, and then they have an outdoor movie night, and they usually have a band that plays while we're waiting for it to get dark enough for the movie. And it's something that's a lot of fun, but it is super stimulating. So my children are super excited the whole time. And it's also late. We have to wait for the sun to go down to watch the movie. And then we're usually not even leaving UCLA until like nine o'clock when all year long my children's bedtime was seven, seven thirty. Now we're getting home at 930. So again, it's about the routine. We're doing we're still doing bath time when we get home. We still are maybe trying to read a book or listening to a bedtime story while we're going to sleep. But at least I can have the routine where still my children's 
body recognizes that, okay, now we're doing this. So I know that bedtime is coming in X amount of time. And honestly, sometimes I have to switch up the routine, right? In the year, it might be dinner, bath time, brush teeth, read a book, bed, right? That might be the routine in the fall, in the winter, on a schedule. In the summer, our routine might look different because of the fact that we're getting home later. So there have been times where I've had to figure out like, how are we doing bath time differently on Thursdays because we're getting home so late? Or on Thursdays, are we even doing a whole bath because they probably fell asleep on the way home? If you have had a long day, a long summer day out, and you are going to be too tired for that nighttime routine when you get home, find a routine that works for you. And the routine can change from day to day. Our Thursday routine looks different from our Monday routine, but we still have all the things in there, right? Like we still have the things in there. They just might look a little bit different in the time and space that we do it. But my children still have a clear understanding of what's going on. Like I think that my kids will still remember from last summer that on Thursdays we're going to UCLA, first Thursdays. And they look forward to that and we make great memories. So hold on to that. Try to start figuring out and looking at what your summer routines are going to look like. Let go of the stress of having to lock yourself into an actual schedule. If your child goes to bed two hours later this summer, you are still a great parent. (laughs) If your child wakes up a little bit later, you are still a great parent. If your child did not do a camp this year and stayed home all summer, you are still a great parent. If you had to put your child in camp, even though you wanted to spend more time with them, you are still a great parent. Why? Because you took the time to intentionally plan what was going to work best for you as a parent so you can show up the way you want to and for your child with the tools and resources that you guys have. All right, my friends, your homework for this week is to carve out that time to have your reset week with your children where you can also create your summer bucket list. So that is your homework. If you need any support with that or any ideas for your summer bucket list, you can come over to the Parenting for the Culture podcast club where there is myself and community who can support one another in trying to map out our summers or any other things that we're dealing with in our parenting journeys. So head over there. You can do so by clicking the link right here in our show notes or you can DM me your questions on Instagram at Sheree Sims. So thank you all for being here this week. Looking forward to connecting with you all next week. Peace, everybody.